0: me He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me The new book by Amanda Steele can be found at Amazon, Cobalt, Wallstones and many, many other places. Spokely. Hi guys, it's Andy and Thanks today for Downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006. and Currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com it is a free download or free stream but obviously if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way it'd be a terminally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment etc enjoy speak to you soon bye bye Spoken label. hi guys and the end spoken label back in the house again and it seems to going in the rear repeat on the lockdown mode where it's given me a chance to catch up with a few guests that I've been on before. And the guest I've got on today, we were talking before, I reckon about four years ago, this gentleman as well. So he's a fantastic poet and he really is a strict one-off. Because get I, I didn't realise before how much of the stuff he actually does. He makes me look like an amateur with side projects and projects. So, Dre, do you want to introduce yourself everybody? Tell them briefly who you are and where all your creativity came from and then we'll jump on to what you've done since the last
1: time we chatted. Hello, Spoken Label podcast. It is an honour for me to return once again to Andy's abode. My name is Dre Zira, and where does my creativity come from? Well, let me tell you. The creativity comes from everywhere around me. Regardless of these are these four walls, whilst at the time of recording, we are in isolation, but what comes with the creativity is by talking to the fellow Moonlight Army, which is the coin phrase of my fans, or my friends, or my family, and literally just anything that really intrigues me that absorbs underneath this mask. Ooh. Now,
0: obviously, like I said before, know, I know your creativity has been going on for quite a while now. Now, since the last time we chatted, and I know you, first of all, now you've been to America, haven't you? did some poetry in America, in San Francisco, in the end of 2017. How did that go, first of all, then?
1: So, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. What happened was is that I hooked up with a performer called Chris Vinoy, who performed in the UK. However, I never met him in person, but I talked to him via social media and he hooked me up with the repeat beat poet society in san francisco in the california area and one thing led to another and he said to me well if you can get to america you want to perform and i said yeah so at around november october time around that kind of time in 2017 i went out and did my drazira ting there and yeah it was an amazing experience performing abroad and to, an, to a different audience and yeah i mean uh it's it was really an eye-opener because even though america and english we those two countries america and england we speak the same language but culturally uh, they generally think or has obviously been brought up differently like for example in california you purchase for example suntan ocean it says three dollars or something then but depends on what state you're from it'll say it'll say on the on the on the receipt three dollars thirty five because every state has a different tax system so i found that quite oh, intriguing all... indeed yeah it's very different i didn't know that at all so well, how did the portrait
0: scene over there then compared to England, for example, because I know you've been up and down England, and we'll come on to that in a bit, but was it a very, very different experience performing over there, Then was it? for they went the, the night you were at and stuff like that.
1: I feel that in America, I can only base my personal experience from the event in San Francisco, because I only performed at one event, I didn't go all hmm. around stateside, but I feel that From my experience, there is a real differentiation from slam poetry and reading. So I've noticed that in America, when we say in England, an open mic night or a spoken word night, we never call it a reading, right? We don't Mm. really call it a reading. However, in America, if you have material that you've got from a book or you're just performing in general, that's not a slam event, at least in San Francisco, or at least in California. From my experience, they call it a reading. So it's different semantics, but essentially it is, it is the same mustard, to be fair. So I feel that the only real difference, I guess, is obviously you write poetry or you write material generally based on what you see or how you feel. And generally what they see in America, from their perspective, is different to what we see here because every single country has their own different and different mindsets and how they formulate opinions.
0: Cool, cool. Okay, now, obviously, a bit more close to home then after that. I know in late 2018 to most 2019, you to took a break this so? Well, you've come back back in the 2019. have those, you said it it's a rebirth, really. So, and what made you want to come back then after you took a break?
1: So, what happened was is that throughout 2017, I was performing, I was performing on stage on an average of ten performances a month, which is which equals out is one every three days. I calculated this,
0: That's a lot. and
1: I felt that towards the end of that year. I felt pretty burned out in the sense that I felt that whilst I was still getting my name out there and doing the hard yards, doing that performing expose that you do when you go on stage, it does become muscle memory. However, I didn't really take care of myself mentally. So what happened was to what. During 2018, I really scaled back on the performing side of things, and I took a mini break in the first part of 2018, and then performed a little bit towards the second, third, and third, third of 2018, but then towards 2019, I, I something was, I think something was really missing. I feel that sometimes personal things in your life start to overshadow the things you want. To do in life, and I feel that what happened was is that through the tribulation of being in association with certain people caused me to burn out at times and really lost my love of poetry and performing, and it made me feel almost like a shell of myself from say twenty seventeen. I'd say that was a peak of Dray zero but twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. If we go to uh, how you say, yeah, a graph, it kept shooting down. But 2020, uh, towards the back end of 2019 and 2020, I really started to focus on my mind. I started to treat spoken word, poetry, and starting to get a real routine going, and treat poetry and writing and general performance more like a sport, really, in the sense that you have to... Act more like an athlete, and you have to be more disciplined in things so for me, what I did was I left my job after three years in twenty twenty uh before before lockdown happened. so this was in the books for a while. I planned this a while ago, and I did this so that I can go full full steam ahead and really work on Dre zero working on me and so what I did was, is I trademarked my name, I legally went through IPO, did all that kind of stuff to essentially not only be professional, but also really put everything into Zero because I feel that you can't show any more passion in doing what you want to do than really going full steam ahead.
0: Yeah, good point. Good point, mate. I agree with you completely with that, so. But also, like I said you have, um, have started off quite a few projects, haven't you, on the YouTube channels. I know, obviously, you've just told me before you've just finished one off called Palm Chronicles.
1: You want to tell people what the Palm Chronicles is next, up. So, this is this is interesting. So, I don't want to spoil too much in case people want to watch the Palm Chronicles. So. Yeah, of course,
0: no spoilers, no
1: spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers, this is spoiler free. So, what happened was is that uh, during late March, I added myself into this Facebook group about uh, having fun while in lockdown kind of thing. And I put a topic up saying, what does everyone do for a living? And so this one individual called Becca, she said that she does palm readings and oracle readings. And then she linked her page. And I thought, you know what? This sounds very fascinating. So I went on her Facebook page. And then I instinctively messaged her and said, "I, I said, look, would you like to read my palms? And so, yeah. So obviously I can't see her in person because of the whole isolation at course, this recording. Yeah. But what I did was I sent a picture of my hands, uh, both uh, without the gloves. And what happened was is that I got the palm reading back and an oracle reading back by audio. So what happened was is that I listened to the audio and then it really struck me an idea saying, what if I mix spoken word with palm reading? So what happened was is that That's yeah. the, the, the plot happened on the second channel, which we'll get onto in a bit, as you've mentioned. At the end of one of the the videos on the second channel, Zero on the fantasy football channel, the second channel, he got um, he got like split into two, which is one being the Mars version and the other being the unmasked version, where the Mars version got stuck in the dimension created by Becca Mysteries, which is the which is the name of the woman who captured me. And so what happened was is that the Palm Chronicles is a tale of me in four episodes trying to get out of the dimension with Becca essentially reading reading my palms and my prophecy. So I, I mixed the two together and I thought it was a very unique project with the view of just treating new art, really, because I feel that I feel like in the spoken word world, I feel people is far too much on staying safe staying in one lane and just literally literally all, mainly just do without sounding disrespectful it's not it's nothing bad but if you want to really push yourself and try new things I think it's very important to always be daring and be open to ideas Agreed. Rather, Agreed. rather than stay stay in one zone because I feel that as much as I do like watching slams and seeing how certain performers in certain ways that they perform in order to get higher marks, I'm not like that. For me, I always wanted to create art and in doing so, I always want to implement new ideas and just essentially just just really express myself. And I think that's the most important thing. I feel that What the Palm Chronicles show for me is a form of expressing myself and also bringing in ideas from a completely different world that no one would think of, bring it into the spoken word world and literally just mix it up because I feel that, I honestly feel that, truthfully and honestly, I feel that I'm really proud of this project and even though the budget was 100%... less than psycho lucy i'm equally proud of it for different reasons and obviously i always want to promote different artists as well and becca she's a very creative person herself and it was quite an honor to work with her
0: cool cool now obviously you've just hinted at the next thing we're going to talk about is psycho lucy because i know you've just had haven't you Psycho Lucy, Psycho Lucy Week in your YouTube channel by now. Yeah, yeah, and Psycho Lucy, Psycho that, Week, yes, yeah. That was a project you did last year, wasn't it? So back in of last year you had it as your big, well I don't, I don't like using the word comeback when you do your, I think reimagining or rebirth. So for people that don't know what Cycle Lucy is you will tell next what Psycho Lucy is.
1: So Psycho Lucy is an idea that really stemmed from essentially, Psycho Lucy is a tale of three people, Lucy being the main character, Andros being Lucy's partner, and Tara being the friend of Andros. The tale of three of them going through topics of abuse, hardship, relationship, love, and dark thematic kind of stuff, really, because I feel that Initially speaking, and I could reveal this—I uh, haven't really revealed this to anyone—but to be honest, it's uh, because it hasn't happened and it won't happen. I'll tell you now. Initially, Psycho Lucy was meant to be a six-episode series, and then turn it into a book. However, because of the fact that after Psycho Lucy and post Psycho Lucy, I was really in a kind of a kind of in a a model in my mind, in the sense that I was really I was, I was really down and sad and didn't feel creative. So I, I scrapped that whole book idea. However, I guess one positive is it made Psycho Lucy stand up on its own two feet. It's not anything extra. It is the series. It it should be admired and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so we made it into six episodes, and all of this was filmed in a 5 to 6 day period in bath in somerset we shot it there and yeah it was it was really intense uh there were things that i felt i learned from because nothing goes plain sailing when it Absolutely. with that kind of length of filming uh, and dealing with people such as myself especially me like really like, I feel that there are things that, which, which was covered in the Tales of Zira uh, review and, uh, and my own podcast, the Zero Uncensored podcast, of which the downfalls and kind of pitfalls that I fell into. But, but it did really put me in better stead because that was a very strong learning curve for me. Like, even though Psycho Lucy, it turned out absolutely amazing. There were times that it was very hard and I think, honestly, I think that had a bit of a knock on effect for me. Like, it wasn't that specifically, but that, that in, in a small percentage, contributed to me having that long break because this was all filmed. Psycho Lucy was filmed a year before it came out. So it was all filmed in a, in a week period back in 2018, in April. Hence why we are doing and did the Psycho Lucy. Psycho Week uh, uh, celebration of Psycho Lucy two years on from filming because I feel that even though it had a lot of eyes and a lot of viewers at the time when it came out at the back end of last year I feel that the cast and the way it was promoted is not to the level of which that I am doing and have done now for Psycho Lucy so Mm -hmm. I I hope that the people that uh, sorry sorry Andy
0: I get you completely, mate, I understand, you learn everything you do, mate, you learn everything you do, so yeah, I agree with you.
1: Uh, absolutely, and I mean, for me, it's, it's all in all, for me, it's all about, it's all about Psycho Lucy, watching back and going through the process, was not only therapeutic for the mind, but it was therapeutic in working with a group of people, and overall, I mean, all of them still talk to me, so it wasn't all that bad, so oh, that's, that's the main important thing, and all, all, of the cast. I mean, Steph who played Steph who played Lucy, uh, Katie who played Tara, Zach who played Andros, and and Adam Adamson who runs Chroma Chroma Productions. He was absolutely instrumental alongside all of them. Every one of them. They were truly instrumental in making Psycho Lucy something to be really proud of for me
0: well done mate well done mate okay right we move and move on H. i'm going to keep out of the time because i want to get you through some of out for after us today as well but um i know you've obviously set up a new youtube channel as well as your main youtube channel haven't you Zera fantasy which you told me before is about your fantasy football what made
1: you want to actually do a second youtube channel so for me i was planning this for a few months so during the uh, start of this season, this football Premier League season in England, I have been playing fantasy football for a few seasons now, but I stumbled across this YouTube channel called Elite FPL, and hmm. they are very intri- intriguing. They're awesome amount of pe- awesome people. Uh, Jason and Stevo. they're the co-hosts of that YouTube channel, and I joined their Discord server. And what happened was is that I really started to get really deep into FPL and I thought to myself yo this is quite fun so I started I started contributing and talking ideas about football and transfers and all that kind of stuff and and what happened was is for me I really got to chat with all the moderators and admins to the point that I actually, a few months ago, became moderator for the uh, Elite FPL. So that's kind uh, that I I still can't believe they made me moderator. (laughs) But (laughs) jokes aside, jokes aside, it's awesome. And so what happened was that around February, I would say February, January uh, this year, I was thinking about making this fantasy football channel mainly because I felt that for me, and this is my own personal opinion, I feel that Elite FPL is one of the very few YouTube channels in fantasy football that has a lot of entertainment and humour and fun. And I feel that a lot of other fantasy football channels, they aren't really... They're informative. They're far more detailed than I'll ever be. But they, they don't really focus on the entertainment side of things, which, you know, to be fair, it works for them. It's fine for them. But for me... I like to be entertained. I like to be swept off my feet whenever I watch any YouTube content or any content on TV that's either thought provoking or entertaining in whatever way. So I thought to myself, you know what? I can create a I can create a fantasy football channel just being entertaining and just just do a quote unquote mad thing about it because for me I just want to be entertaining and just express a different side of fantasy football from a different perspective because I feel that, especially since I launched the YouTube channel around when the isolation period began, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to continue on just doing fantasy football content, even <laughs> though there's no fantasy football at the moment because as of filming, there's no football happening in England. So, on, so I'm just, I, I yeah. upload twice a week on the second channel Four times a week on the main channel, and I upload um, a separate video on Instagram that syndicates to Facebook on Sunday. So, wow. so that's uh, so yeah, so that's the that's well, this current the current schedule that I go
0: on. Yes, a lot Sorry? of recording that one, mate. God, I like it. Wow, right, okay. Um, moving on quickly so I've got to keep on the time, I want to get I want to give you a chance to read a few poems out for us. But I know obviously you've done a debut music video fairly recently as well, haven't you? So, a yeah. Of where
1: did this come from? This collaboration idea, then. So, so for me, music is a big passion of mine, and I felt that I've had the only music experience I had was way back a long time ago doing GCSE music, and I was just doing singing. But my singing abilities back then is far better than it is currently. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to express myself a different way because I feel that. As I mentioned before, I don't want to stay in one lane. So I don't want to be just known as a poet or a spoken word performer. I like to coin the phrase an artist or a hybrid artist, because for me, I want to do other things as well as poetry, like obviously fantasy football. So for me, I just want to to really go into the music side of things and really go into the deep end. Now, being honest, for someone that hasn't really dabbled in music, I personally thought the music video went kind of cool. And interestingly, if we were to compare it to Psycho Lucy, mm. there was far more planning in this, this four minute music video than Psycho Lucy. I'll give you a quick example, which I mentioned mm. before in the past videos. When we were shooting at the location at of Cut Them Loose, me and my film team, it was just me, Peter, who was the main director, cameraman, and, uh, my Ian who had the second camera. We went to the site which was an abandoned RAF base that's been abandoned since 1987. We went there and we checked the area and we analyzed the area just for scenes and all that kind of stuff. A month, like five, six weeks before the music video was even shot and we were discussing the storyboard and ideas a month prior to that so Uh, Cut Them Loose, uh, the project, the actual working and the process behind it. There were far more details and storyboarding and analysis on it. And yeah, uh, Cut Them Loose, the music video itself, I wanted to make it interpretive art. So for all those that haven't seen the music video, uh, I wanted to make it interpretive in the sense of you can make out for yourself what's happening in the music video. And But for me, the lyrics are mainly about me in the experience of having dark influences behind me and having people that you need to cut them loose from because there have been people in my life, and I'm sure anyone can probably relate to this, there have been people in people's lives that had a stranglehold in their life in the sense that it has become unhealthy, not good for them kind of thing and you just need to cut them loose in order to escape and to and to just feel better about yourself because we've all had toxic people in our lives and they might actually be nice people but they could be toxic to you okay. so that was the premise of the lyrics and the music video being made ah. and R&B who um who uh, features in it he's a male mine called Rob who uh, who was, well, Who still is. He still is. Uh, I've known him for over 10 years and he does, he plays guitar and he, he made the music behind the music video and we, we shot at his studio, the, um, the audio of it. So yeah, that all that was intense and that was fun in itself. But what the music video has taught me is that I did spoken word and have done spoken word to this point for over four years now. But music, is a whole new kettle of fish for me. So since then, because I know that my voice can, my voice can definitely improve. I really want to work on my voice and improve because I know that if I don't improve my voice, and say if I perform "Cut Them Loose" live, I feel that I could blow my voice out. So, so for me, I'm going to. Well, I have done. I'm. I have done uh, vocal training. Vocal training uh, using uh, uh, basically oh, what a Voitech uh, tech voitek, voitek, voitek uh, vocal training, which is the premier vocal training course. Which uh, this uh, individual, uh, this individual, I think his name is Ron Anderson. Uh, don't quote me on his name, but he was the one that has worked with some amazing singers such as uh, Matt Thiessy of a band called Trivium. And uh, M Shadows, uh, M Shadows, who perform for Event Sevenfold and big, big artists. And he's he released a vocal training course, which I've been doing, um, which I've been doing for weeks now. And yeah, uh, that's really helping me in my voice. And uh, I mean, will I make another music video? Well, who knows? I'll, I'll uh, you have to wait and see. Yeah, life is full of wait and sees. I would say now. Two
0: quick things I want obviously want to finish up on today on the chat side. We get to do a few poems, so I'm keeping an eye on the time, here, Because I know I know what the time is like on Zoom. Now, it's obviously you bought a book out since the last time we chatted, didn't you? Broken circuit board. Tell people a bit about that book, where it came from.
1: So, broken circuit board. This book here. It was um, the book deal was signed back in November twenty sixteen, and then a few months later uh, uh, we had an interview about that, and so. Yeah, uh, a, a gentleman called uh, Terry Gilbert Fellow, he's the individual that runs Blackheath Dawn, who is a publishing company uh, that, that printed and sorted out Broken Circuit Board. And yeah, uh, Broken Circuit Board is a book where the vibe of the poetry, not essentially all the poems, but the vibe of it is essentially how social situation and your whole life you break circuits because we aren't robots at the end of the day because at the end of the day eventually we're going to get worn out and that kind of stuff and that's where the actual poem itself broken circuit board uh broken circuit board was inspired by and the front cover is of a lady named Lottie who has been my best friend for 16 17 years now and yeah uh yeah it's a It's awesome that uh, uh, Lottie's on the front cover, called, uh, this is an individual who who means a lot to me. And yeah, she's an amazing person. And I mean, for me, I'm really proud of this book in the sense that I look at the poems and I'm like, wow, I wrote that. Not in the sense that I think it's good or bad, but more to the point that, oh, I wrote that, wow. Because uh, most of these poems were written back in 2016. That came out July 2017, and yeah, it was just really—it's just really fascinating to uh, to have a book published because, regardless if for any reader if they think it's good or bad, for me, uh, for me, because any any anything that you create is always open to criticism or interpretation. For me, in short, I'm just so glad i went through the book writing process and all that kind of stuff because if ever i were to do this again then i feel that i'm not only set for it but i feel that like any like any artist you i feel that any good artist should always progress to the next stage so even though yeah absolutely
0: absolutely Yeah, completely. That You've learned you learn some of something from, and that's what we'll lead you to next, definitely. Now, I want to get on to you do a few poems for us at the moment, but if people want to find out more about you, where are the best going? Repeat that. Sorry, to conclude then, I want to get do you want to, get you to read a few poems for us to conclude. If people want to find out more about you, where are the best going?
1: Right, so first and foremost, I feel that all of you should definitely definitely if you want to know more about broken circuit board definitely head over to my own website drezira.net. head over there and you can purchase this book it's available worldwide and if you buy this book you'll get it signed for free if you go on that link don't even worry about amazon don't go on amazon all right now my book is on amazon but for me you get a direct from Hey, then definitely go through there. Definitely check out my YouTube channel and my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, they're all Drezero. If you type in Drezero, you'll find them to stay more connected than a broken circuit board.
0: Ha <laughs> good one. Right, we'll conclude the interview a bit, mate, but I know you're going to do a few poems for us, so we'll take a quick break, everybody. Hang around, When we'll come back in a minute. Dre's going to do a couple of poems for us, mate. So hang around, see you
1: Okay. Spock mate.
0: Hi guys, still here with Drake, so straight up Drake is to do three poems for us today. Over to you, my friend.
1: Hello, Moonlight Army. We'll be doing three poems today, and as we mentioned Broken Circuit Board, this will be a broken circuit board, only three poems, okay? So, as of this recording, This is recorded on the birthday of a wonderful individual known as Louise. Now, I wrote this poem in dedication to Louise's daughter, Gabrielle. And yes, it's called For the Love of Gabrielle. uh, And it's inspired by the hardship that she had to go through in order to raise a wonderful human being that I I met uh, during 2016. Anyway, this is For the Love of Gabrielle. Beautiful, she's beautiful. The way she walks, looks and feels. Blissful, all blissful. Pulls me from darkness, brings me to brightness. Ascends from my depths, descends to sweet peaks. Magical, all powerful. And yet, she's but one. A shooting star, a loving sun. The miracle seeded in my heart. She forever will blossom and bloom. Blissfully beautiful. Gabrielle. Oh, that's lovely, mate. Lovely, lovely,
0: lovely. All of this beautiful. Okay, ready for number two then, mate.
1: That was lovely. the start. Thank you. So, the second poem is something that we didn't actually speak about because not many people know this as a hobby. But in the past, on two occasions in my life, I've done tall ship sailing. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) And for all those that don't know what tall ship sailing is, tall ship sailing is when you go on ships that legitimately is like the ships you've seen in Pirates of the Caribbean, where literally you have to climb the mast, you have to set sail, you have to steer the rudder, you have to literally do all that kind of stuff, you stay in cabin. So essentially I've done two voyages. One from Blythe near Newcastle to Ipswich, and the second voyage is from Amsterdam to Portsmouth, so, in total, I've been in the waters for around two weeks combined. Wow. So, yeah. So, this poem, in dedication to that, is called Breeze of the Sweet Blue Sea. Uh, shout out to the Tall Ships Youth Trust. That was a company that created all these wonderful memories for me and my good friend Mel, who introduced me to Tall ship sailing in the first place. The breeze over the sweet blue sea, light sails shine bright through the night, Dressed in the mess, no such dress. Let the waves sway, let it play. Sort the clues out, loose and stout. Climb up the mast, not so fast. Let the fresh air bless your sense. Dress your lip tips for the ship. Let the wings and let it sing. The breeze over the sweet blue sea, I'm free.
0: Wonderful. Great stuff, mate nice change in contrast to your first piece there as well so good good a uh, good choice that might have i think okay on to your finale now the grand finale
1: so this is a poem that i haven't performed in a long time so you know what i'm gonna do this this is a, a little bit uh borderline sultry so this poem is interesting it is inspired by how in the past Back in the days when I used to drink the alcohol, so I've been sober for about four years now, and back in the days when I used to drink, and even the time where I haven't been drinking, but I still went out, I've had had people who's drank a bit too much uh, alcohol, for example, gin, and they act remarkably promiscuous, and I just find it funny, because obviously when you're in an inhibited state such as being drunk you act different to where you are normally uh, sober so this poem is called gin unlocked david is not bad i guess sips gin hmm he has a nice smile i suppose hopeless sitting down sips gin well his calves look so tough i bet he's walked miles stands up sips gin finishes gin drinks more gin. Goodness, I never thought shoulders would flex like that. Walk around with two glasses of gin, chugs it down loud and proud. My days, the way he shakes his lips. It's as beautiful as Swan leg just kiss my lips. Stutters and zigzags with toilet paper trail by the soul, topping up more gin. God almighty, praise this glorious man. In his present form, head to toe, he could derobe any time. oh my. Slurring, crawling on all fours without a drink. Knocking a bottle, throwing up in the sink. He's the man of my dreams. He makes me scream from my lungs. Cheers my plump bum. Let's have babies, maybe. Please, oh please. Fainted, hung overhead, woke up in a backyard shed opened up my feelings, but he ended up leaving. Perhaps there's a sin to drink too much gin. Thank you.
0: Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Great way of finishing that. I know Jim very well from what my little lady drinks of it, shall we say? Brilliant Dre. Been a fantastic set today, mate. Great to catch up. And like I say, don't be strange mate. Let's get you back on again. When when you've got more stuff to talk about. Probably four years time, mate. <laughs> We're above four <laughs> uh, years. Hopefully
1: it won't be it won't be that long. I mean <laughs> I mean I hope, because I mean this this is this Spoken Label podcast has done a lot for various artists up and down the land. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, definitely. I mean, who knows? I could probably look different. I can have a different hairstyle. I mean, I remember when I last did Spoken Label with you, my hair looked uh, as short as this.
0: <laughs> yep, he was slightly
1: <laughs> different man back than he was, Should we say anybody's
0: interested, yeah. And then in four years' time I'll probably have no hair to so wait. Or wait, this lockdown lockdown still going on in four years' time. My hair would be down as long as yours for shoulders <laughs> But brilliant, mate. Fantastic. Hang around. I need to quit over your mic. But it's Andy N. Signing out. See you all soon. Spoken. Oh, Thanks again for listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Band camp.com and there is over 150 sessions there so i'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well take care bye-bye Spokenly.